This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Good morning, Kelvin. Good afternoon to you. Good morning to you, Johnny, and good to hear from you again. Yes, the start of another week, and let's get the latest from you on the markets where you are, particularly the gold price, which has hit some new highs today. Uh, yes, yes, precisely. So I want to mention about very uh, kind of very interesting phenomena in today's early Asia session, right? In fact, before Tokyo opened, that's much more of a major financial center. So what we could see over here is that gold actually uh, rallied in the first 15 minutes. So that's about Singapore time around 7 to 7.30 a.m. So that's right before Tokyo opening uh, hours or trading hours. So it rallied to a fresh all-time high. That's we're talking about spot gold, so that's the XAU slash USD. So that will be a fresh all-time high of $2,148 per ounce. So that actually surpassed the current all-time high of 2075 So that current all-time high was printed close to about uh, two and a half years ago. So what we could see right now is that all these earlier gains in the Asia session that spurred up to the fresh all-time high of 2,148 has been wiped out as as the trading day progresses today. So it's more likely related to a kind of a thin trading environment or potentially we could start to see uh, some speculators overnight Friday's shorts position that could potentially be taken out that causes this uh, spur up in the price section of gold in early Asia session. And also definitely is not related to any fundamental catalyst like joyal particle, we call it war premium, that doesn't actually uh, being reflected in oil price, despite the fact that the Israel-Hamas conflict is still prevalent. Oil price actually declined much lower today. So what we could see is the WTI oil price, the futures actually went down below last Friday's low. So now it's trading at around 73.70 per barrel. So definitely it's more of an outlayer performance of the outlayers in gold price today. And also, if you look at from a technical factor, it's actually due for a short-term potential pullback, given the fact that there are several uh, short-term momentum indicators has reached kind of an extreme overbought level uh, with a key short-term pivotal resistance for spot gold at 2,152. So potentially, we may start to see retest around that 2,032-2,018 level, which is close to a rising 20-day moving average. We'll shortly preview what's to come this week, Kelvin, but just a quick word on markets, in particular China, which is still weak at the moment. Why is that? Yeah, so if you look at China right here, right now, is that they do not manage to catch on on the positive animal spirits driven by the fact of this uh, ongoing dollar weakness that is being uh, seen in the last two and a half weeks. So China itself is a very unique story right now because, uh, number one, uh, investors are still pretty much concerned about two factors, is that the persistence uh, weakness in this uh, China property uh, developing development market, which could potentially uh, heighten this deflationary risk in China, and also provided that the fact that the China top policymakers are still not so uh, reluctant to enact um, a more generous uh, fiscal or liquidity uh, fiscal measures, so they are more like uh, solely putting out 
the fire, but not in a very big form of way. And secondly, over here is that uh, now it's coming to year end as well. So for year end, I do not see any potentially any uh, big players or fund managers that's willing to actually uh, take on additional fresh position in China. Yeah, even though that we know that the valuation is cheap right now compared to the developing markets. So unless they get more clarity on the physical and uh, monetary policy stimulus front, and as well, do not forget over here is that uh, China and US has this still ongoing high tech rivalry that is still much intact. So that could potentially be one of a negative or pull factor away from international investors in investing or, or having a look at uh, China equity market right now. I suppose the big highlight of the week will be on Friday, Kelvin, with the latest US jobs figures, the non-farm payroll. It's key, of course, to where we are at with rates at the moment. And uh, I know you were telling me just now that markets expect around 180,000 new jobs in this latest report. If it goes above that, then perhaps some of uh, the calls for an earlier rate rise than we first thought might go away. Yes, uh, especially if you look at the current optimism being priced by the Fed Fund's interest rate futures market right now. So if I look at the current data uh, as per calculated by the CME Fed Watch 2, in fact, right now, markets participants are pricing a very rosy tilt towards the dovish side of the story from Fed. So given the fact that even Powell, a public speech made on late last Friday during the US session, he didn't even mention about any chance of a particular Fed rate cut to come into 2024. But however, market participants seem to be jumping the gun right now. So we're now looking at an increasing odds of close to 58% chance of the first cut to come in March next year. Uh, if you look at the current pricing expectation with that, we are now looking in, pencil in at least five rate cuts, totaling amount of uh, 1.25 percentage point from the Fed fund rate. So to me, it seems very optimistic that the Fed will actually increasingly start to tilt from a hawkish bias to a dovish bias. So what market is pricing right now is a kind of a global recessionary scenario where Fed may start to be more aggressive on their rate cut stance. So if a global recessionary scenario takes shape over here, I think for sure gold prices could potentially maintain their medium-term trajectory upward trend. Why? Because of a lower cost of funding. Then as for equity price, I think it will be rather dicey right now because don't forget, once recession starts to hit, there could be a repricing of earnings expectation, especially on several uh, major stock indices that has a higher PE ratio, especially those seven magnificent uh, U.S. mega cap stocks that is leading the fort the whole of this year. So something that we should actually pay close attention to on this Friday, we call it non-farm payroll data. So let's say if the number starts to go above 200K and above, uh, that could actually reduce this over-optimism in the, uh, the so-called story of that Fed pivot uh, that's being priced by the market participants right now. Or it could go the other way, of course. And if it's below the 130,000 expected, then the, I wouldn't say it's nailed on for an early increase next year, but certainly that 58% will rise to, you know, 65, 70, wouldn't it? Yes, precisely. So if we start seeing number one payroll coming at around what, 120, 200K. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also we've got tomorrow the Royal Bank of Australia. And uh, what are we expecting there? Another pause? Uh, yes, so we are just expecting another pause of 4.35% on the official cash rate. So uh, bear in mind that they actually hide 
last month of 25 basis point after a standing pad close, keeping rates on hold for four consecutive meetings. So the reason of that rate hike was actually being portrayed by a rather more hawkish, just newly appointed RBA Governor Bullock. Uh, so she's more tilting towards a concern about inflation rate Australia to be on the rise again because of domestic factor. But given the fact that uh, last month, uh, monthly CPI indicator has started to tilt down, that's for October. So they actually went down from a five-month high of 5.6% in September. The annualized uh, rate for the month of October went down to 4.9%. That's below expectation of 5.2%. So with this softer tone of monthly CPI data in October, I find it very hard for RBA to continue to stick to their rather hawkish rhetoric as was reflected in the previous meeting. So perhaps they may start to tone down a bit, offer a much more balanced view in terms of global inflationary outlook and how does it relate to the Australia domestic inflation environment. Pretty much interesting to pay attention to their statement that will be released at the same time during the interest rate decision tomorrow morning. Okay, Kelvin, thank you very much for joining us today. We will speak to you again very soon. Thank you. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. 